Let's go. Another week, another day, another dollar. Let's get it started. Mm. Right, Dad. Until the end. Oh, we back at it again. Again, Jay, Jeremy, Miriam, Ryan, friends until the end. What's new this week? That is our mission. Spoiler leaks, not our ambition. Call us geeks. Come on now, listen. Black and nerdy's our position. Y'all know what to expect. Enter the podcast. We come in correct. Survivalist world. We coming for the throne. Blurred boys. Survivalist zone. BSG, we back again. Combos, topics, fave top 10. Podcast fiends, go tell your friends. Learn about a guide until the end. BSG, we back again. Combos, topics, fave top 10. Podcast fiends, go tell your friends. Learn about a guide until the end. I'm excited for today's episode. I, hey. I don't know uh, if we've ever talked about a so you and me specifically have never kind of talked about this in depth today. No, this is more of Ryan's territory. But we're and gonna get yeah. out of our comfort zone today. We don't try. I'm excited. I think that you know we've got some things to say around the, around the topic of Star Wars and uh, the, the 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 Star Wars universe, the Lucas Cinematic, uh, ex- Lucas Films. Uh, Extravaganza, yeah, all, the, all. Of the, I mean, like it, all the above. Beyond, I feel like the 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 series itself, or like the Star Wars verse, is beyond a universe at this point. It's just kind of like this. It's a galaxy far, far away. It's much more than that. It's several universes. It is several universes. You didn't catch my pun. I caught your pun. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Hey. I'm your co-host, Jay. I'm your co-host, Jeremy. This is another episode of the Blurred Survival Guide, episode Trace. Before we get into it, Jeremy, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a been a wang-dang-doodle of a good time at work. We're just working and, yeah, and, and things and stuff. How you doing? You know, I'm I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. It's been a, a full day. It's been a full week since, uh, since we last recorded. But uh, to be honest with you, I am I'm, I'm happy I'm here. I'm really just happy to be here. Happy Woo. to be talking. I'm talking to you, talking to the our, our survivalists out there. Yeah. I hope everybody out there is doing well. I think y'all are doing great. But uh, anyway, today's topic we're talking about Ahsoka, which is one of the new television uh, series that came out, streaming series that came out on uh, Disney, Disney Plus. Plus over the break that we were on, and then August to October. You know, we wanted to. We've been talking about it for a little bit. We're also going to talk about John Boyega and his career a little bit. Uh, 
just uh, just kind of just a little table of contents of what today's episode will endure and entail. Sure. And Hopefully such. they don't have to endure it. I hope they enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, let's get into it. Yeah. So Ahsoka is kind of one of the first. Um, it's not the first, but it's like one of the first Disney Plus original Star Wars contents. Along with what? What am I missing? I think um, I'm missing Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Rebels. Okay. Uh, that was the animation, right? That was the yes. animation that came out as a yeah, those animation follow up to Clone Wars. Right. Um Bad Batch. Okay. Um the anime series that was like Uh huh. Uh, visions. Yeah, Star Wars Visions. Star Wars Visions. Yeah. Uh I mean it's, it's just a slew of things that like uh didn't what was the was Skywalker one? What was no, I'm thinking of um Obi Wan. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, yeah, yeah. Or Obi-Wan was a, yeah, it was another series. That was like a... It was a series, right? Yeah, it was a series, but it was a, it was a weird prequel, sequel, like, it was both. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a prequel and a sequel, Because <laughs> it, uh, it was in between what happened after episode three and before episode four, like that time in between. Right, right, right. So it was right. like a prequel to episode four, but a sequel to episode three. And enough time has passed where he has to interact with... Uh, with uh, Darth Luke and Vader and Darth Vader and Darth Vader, all of the a, a fresh Darth Vader since uh, he's killed. Yeah, uh, Anakin. Anakin. His, yeah, uh, the other version of himself. Yeah, yeah. So. But Ahsoka, uh, at the end of the day, is the most recent. Yes. Dis- uh, Star, Star Wars, Wars Lucasfilm property to, for, to replace, be released on Disney Plus. Right. It falls in between like Rebels. And at the end of Rebels, and I think the start of uh, so I mean it takes place in between like Clone Wars and Rebels, and it's like it's after the events of like Mandalorian season, uh huh. Two, okay, yeah, okay. That's basically where it falls in line okay. in, in the grand scheme of things. Correct us if we are wrong. Let us know in the comments below, please. This is the video uh, version this week, so yeah, you can actually see our pretty faces. <laughs> Made a little ding there. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, nah, um, yeah, it takes place, um, like we said, it takes place in that time frame. It is a live action series. Um, Rosario Dawson returns as Ahsoka Tano. She played, she did a guest role on Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. That's where people saw it for the first time. And she, that was after she had already been fan casted. People wanted her as Ahsoka for so long because they just resembled so much. Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't a more like resembling resemblance of a cartoon to live action portrayal than Rosario Dawson to Ahsoka Tano. Um, and she played that part very well, in my opinion. I mean, I enjoyed the character. You know, I don't have a lot of uh, historical knowledge. I, I think I have probably more than the average person, but less than the most avid fan, right? Like, I I know of Ahsoka. I know right. that she is attached to Anakin Skywalker. Right, right. Also Darth Vader. Right. Um, Spoilers. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> uh, and I know that, you know, at the end of... Anakin being a Jedi, she is basically kind of left in the lurch to fend for herself, find her own master, and figure it the fuck out uh, after the Clone Wars, basically. Right, but right. I mean, she basically beca- is, is that, and like she, uh, she also, she does, she basically becomes like a general and like, and the rebels, like yeah, she, uh, rebels. among yeah. the rebels, right? Because she's pretty involved with the the fall of the Empire, basically. Yeah. And so what Ahsoka is kind of following is her attempt to put together the remains of the Jedi Mm -hmm. as well as to continue fighting against the Empire um, 
over the. Uh, it's like the little fights in between all of the it's big not the, fighting. Yeah, it's not the we're not. We're, so we're not. Fi- we're not fighting. We're not following the Skywalker family and their issues because that's essentially more or less. And I hate to. to I, I I don't want to mess with the Star Wars fandom because they talk as you can tell already. But like, sure. I just, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Yeah, but it's essentially the Star Wars is a Skywalker soap opera. Sure. Of sorts. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So we're not following them. We're actually following the series because it's called Star Wars. We're following the little intricacies of war within other sections of the Star Wars galaxy. Like right. You have. Right. Not, it's not just daddy issues meets sons meets daughters meets granddaughters. No, there's a war. There's no, also, it's a war. It's yes. a, it's a ma- it requires there's a reason that we're battles. yeah, yeah a is. reason that we're fighting the empire. Why there is a, there's a rebel side and empire side. Why people have swapped sides? Because I mean. You go back to looking at the prequels and the Clone Wars and this, that, and the other. The Empire was good. And then you go to episodes four, five, and six, the main Star Wars stuff before it gets to seven, eight, nine. And you got the switch up in the Clone Wars from the good episode, not episode, uh, Order 66 was when Empire went from good to evil. Right, (laughs) right. More or less. Right. And so that's that's where this is all taking place and where we figure out who the rebels are, who are going to be against, who's going to be a part of the rebellion and this, that, Mm -hmm. and the other, and trying to destroy the empire so that we can have a better place in this galaxy which for me i don't know if you know overall if you are not a star wars fan if this show is for you but i think that there are some pretty cool elements that if you have played any of the star wars games if you have you know been involved with any of like the the animation or you know a little bit about anakin as it connects to Darth Vader, you could watch the show. Oh, yeah, definitely. And enjoy it to some degree. I think you do enjoy it more if you know more detail. Right. I sure. mean, and a lot of people have told me before watching it that I should have watched, like, Rebels and the Clone Wars series. I did neither one, and I still enjoyed the show Same. because no. I get what is what it's supposed to be detailing in mm-hmm. terms of, like, what is a war and why this is a component of it. Right. right? Like, she's got her own story, right? She's got yeah. things going on. After she comes out of hiding, right, and I mean it's it's essentially her forming or reforming the the ragtag group of people that helped her originally. I think about twenty years ago, yeah, in in the within the universe, mm-hmm. she's trying to reform that group so they can go. It was basically fight Thrawn and yeah, get his get her uh her Padawan, the yeah. Padawan that she started to um, right to develop who disappeared twenty yeah. some years ago. Yeah, Sabine Wren. Uh huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, it's it's. It forms into a even bigger story that hopefully we get uh, a Soka season two, something something along those lines, just so we can see how the story will pan out. I wonder if there's an actual end to. Well, I mean, yes, there is an end to the Star Wars Star War. Yeah, Wars. you've seen that. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's episode that's six. In, that is that is the movie. Episode nine. Okay. I think about it. I don't know. No, I, not even episode nine. It. I, I mean, know. technically, the end of the Empire is supposed to be Rise of Skywalker, is it not? Because it happens after Luke kills, I mean, like, destroys everything, but the Empire hasn't fallen. Right. And so when Ray comes into the picture and John Boyega comes into the picture, that's when... War is never really over. Well, Rise of Skywalker is supposed to be the end of it all, as far as, far as I can tell. War is never really over. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, speaking of John Boyega... Yeah, let's, let's switch it on up, because there's only so much we can talk about with Ahsoka, especially just being fresh-faced Star Wars fans. Truly, <laughs> truly, truly, truly. But no, we could definitely... St- like, I mean, just a nice little transition into John Boyega. He is... He's having a good time. He's having a good... I mean, like, ever since he burst under the scene in the last... Yeah. Uh, 
It's been about 10 years. Ten, oh, no. I mean, I'd say he burst onto the scene really when The Force Awakens. Not Force. Yeah, when Rogue One came out. No, right? it was uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yeah, Rogue One was the, the, back, the prequel. The in-between mm-hmm. episode four and five, something like that. Yeah, and when Sid Force Awakens came out, and I think I feel like that happened 2017. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe it's a little bit later. Fact checking. Give me a one second. Uh, He's 31. Force Awakens. 2015. 2015. Yeah. Ever since Force Awakens came out, I mean, he's been active, like very actively engaged in uh in some cinema. Man, the man is booked and blessed, hired and 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 going places. True. Like, but even with it, like with his his upscale and even with his rise, I would say to uh, to acting greatness, there has been some downfalls, unfortunately, within the Star Wars universe as well. Um, and it's not even on the story wise; it's more so the back end, the the behind the scenes. Where well, that's the thing, right? Like he was supposed, to, he was promised that he would be basically front and center, center of attention before it turned into a race story. He definitely got backstory black. Like he, he became the token black guy instead of the, there's a black man who's the, the main character well, of Star Wars. Man, like, so like when people talk about who's going to replace Jonathan Majors, they keep pulling up John Boyega's name, but John Boyega already said he ain't finna come back nah, and work. He ain't finna nah, come fam, back and work for, Not for Disney. Disney Corporation anytime soon. Yeah. Anytime soon. But in the meantime, the man has been putting out some solid films in the last like two years. Did oh you yeah, see Breaking? I didn't see. No, I didn't the see one Breaking. About the ba- man, but I have seen Woman, The Woman King, and They Clone Tyrone. Bro, both of all three of these movies. Like, I mean, the man, the man, deservedly earned some kind of clout. Like, it's, oh yeah, no, you got. I mean, you're going, you're going from it's some range, fam. It really is. It's I mean, you range. go from the. Uh, I mean, he already, he's from the UK, so you go. And from that's what's crazy. Speaking right? in, like speaking. American English in Star Wars Force Awakens, stripping that, going over to the Woman King, where he has to Do put an on African an accent. African accent because he's the king of a uh, tribe of the tribe, and then switching back to an American Calip- well, American East Compton accent. Oh, and like a ghetto, yeah, in a ghetto black accent, and then like I mean his, his like Midwestern accent for uh, for Breaking, where he plays dude. The dude plays a crazy character for Breaking. The man's the man is supposed to be. Um, He's robbing a bank by like holding it hostage, act, pretending like he has a gun. Why well, I think from is far that, away, this man looked like Denzel Washington. Oh my goodness! No, like I said, no, like if you if you look at this picture from far away, don't even like try to squint. That no, looks like real. a bald Denzel Washington. That's real. Okay. I mean, the man transformed himself for the character. Like, I mean, he like he just a, say, "Okay, all right, all right, okay. What we gonna do right super, here is we gonna solve this right bro, now." It was a very tense movie. Mm, I might not like it. What am I doing? All right. Yeah, no, it look it look it look intense. He looked like Denzel, straight up. I'm telling you, he transforms himself for the movie. It's it's insane. It's insane. Insane. Intense and insane. <laughs> it's insane, baby. It's insane. <laughs> Indeedly, sir. Indeedly. But no, I mean like needless to say, survivalist, John Boyd needs to be put in more things. And post haste, because dude is an amazing actor. He deserves all his flowers, Mr. Boyega. If you want to come on the show, let let us know. We will contact your people. My people will call your people. I mean, I think he's a survivalist already. To be honest with you, I mean, he listens to be. the podcast, don't you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay, it happened. <laughs> 
But anyway, no. Um, what would you have liked to see in terms of him in Star Wars? Not what we got, but what would have, should have, could have been. Well, you know, I the the will they won't they with Ray was annoying. I wish we had could have you know avoided that kind Which of. They did more or less with uh, when they introduced the Asian character and then they introduced another black character. Yeah, it was, <laughs> was still like that was kind of frustrating in itself. Yeah, to be honest with you. Um, Wish we would have got more time with him with a lightsaber. I mean, I'm gonna be real about that. Like the the potential for. Wish we had more time with John Boyega. Period. Because after episode eight, no, four, four, six. After, after episode seven, after Force Awakens, he literally gets sliced by uh, Kylo Ren. Uh-huh. And he spends three fourths of episode seven or episode eight laid up. Yeah, we don't even see him until like the last act of episode seven. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, or episode eight. My they kind of make. F- I feel like they tried to make up for it in episode, episode nine. In episode nine, like having him be a, a leader in the squadron and everything, and amongst the generals. But at the same time, like, you know, it's it it, it it's lackluster. I mean, there's there could have been more backstory. I don't know. Like there's 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 something there well, that yeah, just no, didn't just, well, that just yeah. didn't happen. We also need a more backstory. You get like you get it pieced together a little bit, like throughout the first one, and then a little bit uh, across the other two, but still. Yeah, it, but there still wasn't really any backstory in terms of him because he was a stormtrooper who broke free from the the brainwashing of whatever they did to become yeah. stormtroopers. Yeah. Stormtroopers, but also stormtroopers were clones, so. Yeah, yeah. Like, how did he get recruited as a? Because they're not not every stormtrooper is a clone. You know, I think that that I don't know what the history there is in terms of uh, Star Wars lore, but I do know that not right. every stormtrooper was a clone at the point where the Clone Wars had ended and they were still clones. There were well, not even that. The there were still soldiers meant for the Empire, right? And so the stormtroopers are the, the the troopers for for the Empire, and so they therefore have to. Fill those, fill those with the different colonies, if you will. Hold on. Or are you getting something different? This is me completely off the. You going? You 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 were you were pontificating on on the subject there. Um. Well, quick Google search says that uh, anyone can join the stormtroopers, but clone troopers. Ah, clone troopers are exclusively clones of Jango Fett. The stormtroopers are. It's, it's just basically like an army. Yeah. So, like, so yeah. No, you're you're right. So you can you can essentially be a yeah. part of the force. It's it's, it's like I mean it's instead of instead of like in America where you you where you're, you can you have the option of joining the army at like 18 or whatever. Sure. It's more so with them and their clone tro- stormtroopers in Star Wars Galaxy. It seems like it's more of a you were born into it because remember in the first episode he was he only yeah. knew himself as like FN two one one eight. Oh no, he had no real name. Yeah. So he was born into. Like born, bred, and built into being a stormtrooper, and then he yeah. just broke from the brainwashing because he was like, "This is death and scary, and I don't like it." Not about it. And then he, yeah, then he, then what's his name? Called him Finn. So like, I'm gonna call mm-hmm. you Finn. I'm like, oh, I bet. Now I have a name. Yay, we're best friends. <laughs> Who played that guy? Uh, what was? Oh, uh, Moon Knight. What's his name? Oh yeah. Uh, I want to say Diego Luna, but that's not him. Uh, Moon Knight is played by. It's not Pedro Cascali. No, right? it's. <laughs> It's so bad. Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. <laughs> His character I loved. Honest to God. Like uh, I could have used more of him. Yeah, could have used more of him too. 
There was just so many. St- there was mo- so much story that was set up in episode seven that was just dropped in episodes eight and nine because it unfortunately it didn't have the same director for all three movies like it was George Lucas in the first six movies. And that's always going to lend to yeah. itself toward a, a bit of a disjointed storyline. Right, because right? with George Lucas, you at least had a cohesive storyline for 18 years because, I mean, it was back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, you took three years to make a movie. So it literally every three, like it was at least the same director, writing team whatsoever for all for episodes four, five, six, one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. But then after that, it was just like, all right, we're going to give it to, that's the guy who directed Star Trek. Uh Abrams, yes, it was J.J. Abrams. Yeah, and he was supposed to be the he was supposed to do all three, seven, eight, and nine. Right, but something happened. I think episode eight. I forgot what happened. In episode eight, but it turned over to Ryan Johnson, who directed the Glass, uh, what's the Glass Onion, um, the mystery movie with uh, yeah, the Southern with yeah. the Southern mm-hmm. detective. Uh huh. Oh, he directed both of those. Yeah, weird. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That doesn't that doesn't work. Yeah, and but yeah, it just it. Producers and Disney is weird and money, but I can I digress. It's just a whole weird thing. It, it could have been better. It, so many things could have been better within that movie. I mean, what are you gonna it, <laughs> What are you gonna do? It's what happens when you do, go for a cash grab. That's Disney for you. Anyway, we can go on and on. Hey, we can go on and on, but what we're gonna do now is take a quick little break, and we'll be right back with the weekly blurb. Be right back, guys. Woo. It's time for the Weekly Blur! Rude? Rude? I didn't do nothing. The camera is rolling! It wasn't me. Welcome back. It wasn't me. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's time for the Weekly Blur. We talk about stuff and and all the things. Hashtag rude. (laughs) (laughs) Whose turn is it to go first? Yours? Oh, is he? (laughs) I just had my friends last week. Are you positive? Last episode. Okay. I talked about Mickey Mouse. All right. It's my turn. It is. So last week, y'all heard me mention that I was tired and Monday was Mondaying and I ended up in a documentary hole. And so I ended up watching a bunch of documentaries on this day, um, just throughout the day uh, as I worked and as I kind of pretended to work as well. Um, Don't tell my boss. Um, but documentaries have become that kind of thing that like when I am struggling to feel productive, I will put on in the background because I feel like I'm gaining some knowledge. You know, I feel like like I'm uh, kind of repairing uh, this uh, will to learn, will to have uh, be motivated uh, by filling my brain with some knowledge so that I can then come talk about it with you guys. Uh, so if you like documentaries, I hope to check some of these out. Um, and so I'm going to go through a few of them. Uh, most r- Notably, the one that has come out, uh, it's been out for a while. If you didn't ch- hadn't checked it out, uh, it's probably one of the more popular ones. Uh, it's called Shiny Happy People uh-huh. um, on uh, Amazon Prime. It is the story of the Duggars, which if you don't remember them, they were the TLC family uh, from 19 Kids and Counting. Um, Start with 17. Yeah, it you know obviously it grew over time and <laughs> Three there's a reason for that, man. It's some uh, really scary ish. It's a, I think it's like a five or six, five, four or five episode um, oh. series on uh, on Amazon Prime, and it really highlights the um, the uh, infiltration that IDLP, which is the um, Institute for Basic Principles or something like that. 
uh, IBLP, Institute for Basic Living Principles. Um, that's a it's a church group headed by this guy named Bill Gothard, and his influence that he's had over society and the war- America is terrifying. Um, just to be just to be frank, I mean the man uh, got so many TV show families popular because of the values that they espouse or they. Not values. That, well, the values that they promote, not the values that they actually follow. Um, like they just try to make it look like you know this typical patriarchal family. You know, man of the household, woman is serving the man kind of thing. It's kind of gross, but also people live that way, and so you can't tell people how to live. But it's all under the, uh, the guise of control. It's all under the guise of you know. Um, basically subjugating women to be slaves and stuff like this. It's a, and it got so popular in America that, you know, you've got people now running for Congress that, you know, believe in these values and like went through all of the trainings and did all of this stuff. Check it out. Just check it out because it is, it's a worth noting because like when you think about how we've, how we always get, uh, you know, worried about whether or not, um, these old values are dying off that, you know, continue to negatively impact our society. They're not. And it's because you have these people that have these values having 19 kids and teaching them about these values. So it's some, it's, it's, it's something to watch because I think that it really clues you into what's going on to our society. Um, further, uh, I watched uh, the cur- me and Miriam and I started watching the curious case of Natalia Barnett, which if you know the st- movie The Orphan, it's kind of uh, the that movie is loosely based off of her life. Um, it's not at all, you know, correct in terms of uh, <laughs> of what happens and you know the the, the seduction of a child and uh, of the of the woman who pretends to be a child oh, okay. and all that that's you know obviously that's the stuff of nightmares yeah but uh the the documentary is two seasons um giving both sides of the story and then the second season we're not there yet but and it's not a spoiler because if you've seen the trailers for it Natalia the girl who is about it is the main the main speaker in the second season and so oh. we're just watching the first half of the season trying to get one side of the story so that we can then get her side of the story oh but that i'm running out of some time um i want to see the rest of my time those are a couple uh documentaries i recommend i also recommend uh, if you want a fun murder mystery documentary that's filled with scandal and like holy crap moments uh check out on netflix curry and cyanide so that's my weekly blurb, and I hope y'all check them out. That's scary. Love a good doc. I, I'm, I like a different kind of doc, but we'll get into that another time. Disney. Love a good Disney doc. Yeah. Speaking of Disney docs, hey We got another That Disney Blurred movie review. If you've checked out the first one about the Marvels, go look at it on my other, uh, on my other playlist, the uh, That Disney Blurred playlist. It's over if you check right above Jay's head, check out that Disney up. Blurred. That Disney Blurred. But yeah, uh, we're doing another That Disney Blurred movie review. And this week where we're talking about Wish. Spoilers ahead if you haven't seen it yet or don't plan on seeing it until it shows up on Disney+. Plus. Um, but yeah, 
listen with a grain of salt. And I'm sorry, Jay, if you plan on watching. I'll be all right. Okay. All right. So we're going to take a look at Disney's tribute to 100 years of animation. <laughs> we're going to take a look at 100 years of animation. <laughs> Wish. It's all right. All right. And um, starting off with the good, Wish is definitely a nice homage to 100 years of Disney magic. Uh, while watching the movie, I could pinpoint different Easter egg symbols and a certain pair of mouse ears that definitely resonate with this Disney fan's heart. Mm. Yeah. And in terms of timeline, Wish sets itself decades, if not centuries, before Disney's first film, Snow White. And it definitely shows certain characters throughout the film representing different movies that we've all grown up to know and love. Um, yeah. One strong highlight of the film for me would have to be Valentino, which is the baby goat lamb. One of those. He's voiced by um, not D. Bradley Baker, but it's, it's Disney's current voice actor charm. He played Duke Wesselton and Duke of yeah Duke, Duke of Weaseltown. If you look that up real quick, he has a very very distinct voice. He didn't know his voice can get that low. Alan Tudyk. There we go. Thank you, Jay. But yeah, Alan Tudyk plays uh, Valentino. He was definitely like the strong, the 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 comedic, the comedic relief that was needed in this whole movie. Um, He's come a long way since Dodgeball. <laughs> he was a pirate. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. No, nah, um, nah, I loved him. Uh, I loved him in the movie. And uh, when I said like it, it gave a bunch of like Easter eggs, there was like a Peter Pan Easter egg, Snow White Easter egg. Uh, even all the way to like Moana and some of the newer properties that have just come out, yeah, it's it's oh. yeah. So that's that's how like ingrained this movie wanted you to know that it was like representing 100 years of Disney. Um, let's take a look at the at the not so good of the story, starting with the specific part of which, um, it was a strong point of opinion even before the movie came out was the music. Uh, so it, when before you, before even this movie came out, you can go on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you get your news source or whatever, and you can see any and everything about that villain song in particular, about uh, Chris Pines, his song. Um, it very much sounded – I like, I enjoy the music as a whole. It was actually one of the high points of the movie for me. That's just because I like – I listen to music in a very different way than most people. But it um, a few songs did give all, a few – like – a few songs did give off a Disney Channel original music movie kind of vibe. Mm. When you hear it, it, it and Chris Pine isn't a singer naturally. He's not, but it like you. you they always got to give him something to sing, though. Yeah, but I mean, like he, I mean, he's saying uh, the spider. He's he's saying I mean, Spider Verse. I mean, even Chris Pratt had a song. I mean, so I mean, I gotta think about that one. Um, but yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, a few songs. Like I said, a few songs did give off a decom type of vibe. But overall, the music matched the vibe of the movie as a whole, which again felt very decom like the movie as well. Uh, all in all, Wish serves as a nice movie that does celebrate 100 years of Disney magic. There are a few changes that I definitely would have made. Music being one of them, but overall, Disney made it work. And my official that Disney blurred rating is a solid seven out of ten. And uh, we appreciate you guys for watching, and you can find us at all our various outlets, uh, Facebook and Instagram at Blurred Survival Guide, at 
threads and TikTok at the uh, at Blurred Guide. You can follow us on Redbubble and Google at the Blurred Survival Guide. You can even follow us on our personals at that Disney Blurred at Blurred Activist. Hey, and other than that, keep, keep surviving, everybody. everybody. Listen, Listen to, to the, the theme, theme song. Fave top 10 podcast fiends go tell your friends Blurts about a guy until the okay. end BSG we back again Combos topics fave top 10 Podcast fiends go tell your friends Blurts about a guy until the end Oh we back at it again Again Jay Jeremy Miriam Ryan Friends until the end What's new this week that is our mission Spoiler leaks not our ambition Call us geeks come on now listen Black and nerdy's our position Know what to expect? Enter the podcast. We come in correct. Coming survivalist correct. world. We coming for the throne. Blurred boys. Blurred survivalist zone. BSG. We back again. Combos, topics, fave top ten. Podcast fiends. Go tell your friends. Blurred about a guy until the end. BSG. We back again. Combos, topics, fave top ten. Podcast fiends. Go tell your friends. Blurred about a guy until the end. Survivor Guide. It's the place of Papa Guide.